And I've heard he's a complete tool bag and that no one has a positive experience with him. Okay, well, let me tell you the story. It's 1999. <clears throat> I'm doing an open mic at the comedy store. Okay. and That's pretty uh, exciting. I do my set, and then I'm just hanging out watching comedy the rest of the night. That's you what know? you do, yeah. So I get there. So it's like 1 in the morning, and uh, guess who shows up at 1 in the morning in his pajamas and flip-flops? The aforementioned, who isn't mentioned on the show yet. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. Yeah, right. okay. Shows up. And I've he's, heard he's a tool. And he's basically like, uh, he goes, I, I went out to get some groves. My wife had to have milk at one in the morning, so I said, I'm going to go do some comedy. You know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So all he was right. all mad that he had to go out and get milk at like one in the morning. Comes out wearing his sweatpants. He's like a, his, uh, his New plaid, York, I slip in plaid sweatpants, yeah, okay. uh, wife beater, and flip-flops. Okay. Like shower shoe flip flops, uh, fair. And he proceeds to do no material. He just he just keeps picking on different people in the audience and just just ripping on people. Just rips on people, and it was amazing. That's okay? what jerks do. That's not good. No, I mean I I think that's he he didn't have anything pre written. It's like an, it's like isn't that what stand up comedy is all about? Well, but it's also bringing about, material it's also that about, you wrote. It's also about you know uh, having fun with the audience. You know, it just I, sounds I, like he was just angry and wanted to yell okay. at people. Well, that's all I'm getting. Maybe, out of that but that's story. the kind of comedy goes. But here's the deal: after the show, okay, you know, okay, I'm some unknown guy, and I'm just walking by. And as I walk by, I just go, and I set dice, and then I just continue walking. Yeah. And then as I get about ten steps, he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And he reached out and goes, "Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it." Okay. Nice guy. If he wasn't a nice guy, he would have been like, <laughs> he would have said nothing, and he just let me keep walking. Uh, debatable, but uh, I don't know. I mean, hey, that good. This good guy deal. doesn't know me from anyone. It's okay? true. It's, I don't it's know you from two anyone. in the morning. Yeah. So th- my my position is Dice Clay is a nice guy. He plays a character. Yes, that character is abrasive. Maybe he's a little bit like that, but it's only like that because he's from New York, and that's kind of a New York thing. It is a New York thing, but all right. Hey, you know what? Fine. I I've never met him personally. I've only ever heard stories of people who said it in a professional way and at clubs and whatnot that his onstage persona and his backstage persona were basically the same thing, like a wrestler who can't turn his character off I don't behind agree. the scenes. I don't agree with that. Okay, fair enough. Hey, everybody. And welcome to episode 37 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we're getting, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, Brent. I mean, we've got Super Bowl More stuff. More than Dice Clay. And we have Super Bowl stuff. That's and right. have I mentioned that there's a big football game coming up called the, the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? Yeah, I believe that is. This is a Super Bowl centric show. And do you know why that is? Because the Super Bowl is this week? And there's really nothing else of interest. Yeah. I mean, we could let, listen, guys out there. There's well, a lot of stuff we could talk about. Let's spend a half about. hour recapping the Pro Bowl from last week. Well, that's the sound of everybody stopping the podcast and uh, and deleting it immediately. So let's not do that and hope they stayed with us. At least it maybe took them this long in order to delete the podcast. The Pro Bowl happened. I couldn't tell you what the score is, who played in it, anything at all. I did not watch it. It was not on my radar. I did not watch one highlight. Not even for the show 
<laughs> that I do here was the Pro Bowl interesting enough to even try to find talking points out of. The Pro Bowl is an abomination and should not happen. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. And here's Good night, why, everybody. Here's why you're not wrong, right? Gonna have to draft. Oh, yeah, okay. The fact that they, they, they picked teams this year, Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders, like a fantasy team. They're trying to appeal to fantasy okay, football people. I think that's that, kind of cool. But okay. then what you end up with is guys on the same team on opposite on opposite sides. Guys on the same team on opposite teams. Yes. Hang with For, me, folks. It makes sense if you think about Jamal it. Jamal Charles on one side. Yes. Derek Johnson on the other side. Which is amazing because the Chiefs, you know, don't normally have two pro bowlers. So it's yeah, strange I they mean, would have two. I know. It's weird. This year they had ten. So, oh, my yeah. gracious. What, do they have a good record or something? Right? Oh, wait. Uh, and so then what happens is, you know, Jamal Charles running in the hole that Derek Johnson is plugging. And Derek Johnson just lays him out. And it's like, can you imagine? Had a collarbone gotten injured there? Yeah. <laughs> Concussion or collarbone injury. Oh, my goodness. You know, not only the personal hurt feelings, probably, but, like, you know, what if Jamal Charles is out for the year again? It's and like this is the question I have, though. It's like if Matt Stafford's there, and he's I assume he's playing in the game because he's fantastic. If he drops back to pass and Ndamukong Sue is, like, about to tackle him for, like, a massive sack, do you think Ndamukong Sue just sort of, like, lightly, gently puts his hands on him and says, just, just go ahead and fall down Matt like we don't need to take yeah see I mean it's just it just I don't want to see my players destroying each other it already is a meaningless game but now you you know you've almost forced to hit somebody on your team even because you don't want it to look like you're not playing but then you also don't want to injure the guy on your own team what does it even said though it's been said every NFL player wants to make the Pro Bowl no NFL player wants to play in the Pro Bowl everybody wants to go to Hawaii Nobody wants to play that game. And a lot of people get bonuses and extra stuff for just making the Pro Bowl, Mm -hmm. which almost kind of cheapens it because if if I'm the guy, I'm Calvin Johnson, and I make the Pro Bowl, and I step aside because I just had knee surgery, I still get money for making the Pro Bowl, and then the next person in line who wouldn't have made it otherwise also gets their bonus. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't every player just deny playing in the Pro Bowl? Everyone's a Pro Bowler. We all get participation trophies. High fives around. Woo! Okay, so that's the number one thing that's wrong is you got teams, guys on this from the same franchise on different teams. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, yeah, it's a little disturbing. Yeah. Okay, number two. Now that it's the week before the Super Bowl, you never get any of the players in the Super Bowl at the Pro Bowl. Hey, everybody, here's a great team with all the best players, except for any good players on the best two teams in the NFL. Hey, do you like Peyton Manning? Do you like Richard Sherman? Well, you're not going to see him tonight, everybody. Good night. No, it, it, the Pro Bowl kind of stinks. It stinks, Phil. I, I like that the NFL is still trying to make it relevant, and by all accounts, for being an irrelevant, stupid Pro Bowl game, this one was mildly watchable? And I still, didn't, I still only watched the highlights. I didn't even see that. I it was a 22-21 game. At least the defense, the defense came to play. They played a little bit. Uh, Alex Smith, Alex Smith led the game-winning drive as we expected to happen at the end of the game. I mean, in yeah. a game that doesn't count. Yes, in a I game expect, that doesn't count. I expect Alex Smith <laughs> to win those games. Oh, I fell right into that one, Ray. <laughs> hey, I'm still sharp in my yeah. old age. Well, cool. Well, we're gonna be doing a lot of Super Bowl talking about this week. It's very, very exciting. So we'll be right back with some talk about the Super Bowl after three seconds of Super Tramp. And they sent me. And we're back on our super episode for the Super Bowl. Right, Brent? That's right. Anything you want to add to that? No, I was just looking up uh, Super Tramp Greatest Hits. That's all. Super Tramp's kind of fantastic. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I chose, I'm sure I chose the logical song, but they have other great songs as well. Goodbye Stranger, that's a good song. What's that one? Goodbye Stranger, it's been nice. Hope you find your It's motion, not for me. Yeah. If you know. say so. Yeah, it's that song. one I can't say I recognize. Yeah, it's a good so, song. Brent, what's, uh, there's lots of reasons to love the Super Bowl, right? Sure. Now, what's you know what my favorite thing about the Super Bowl is? I was about to ask you, but I'm just going to uh, tell you. You always say that you, you, you lip sync along to the Star Spangled Banner. I do do that. And then, you know, I well up. Yeah. But... <laughs> But uh, prop bets are one of my favorite things. The wacky prop bets you get, like who's gonna, what's gonna happen more, like rushing yards by the fullback uh, of a respected team or Kobe Bryant's points that day. I love stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. wacky and stupid and fun. And I have a list here in my hand that I found online of the 10, 10 of the best wacky prop bets. And I'm just curious. Uh, let's go if you'd like to. Let's go over them. Okay. And then you tell me how you would bet here, and I'll tell you if you're maybe the favorite or the underdog or okay. what the odds are going forward. So I'll try to be the favorite. I'll pick what I what I think or what I think will be the favorite. I think you should pick which direction you would bet. Okay. And then maybe it's the favorite, maybe it's okay. not. Okay. And then maybe tell us why we have a segment. Gotcha. Great. Number one, will the power go out for a second consecutive year at the Super Bowl? Will there be a power outage weather-related? No. You don't think so? No. Uh, no is actually the favorite on that. Uh, the odds are it's actually- like 80%? Four to one. Uh, it's it's plus two thousand that yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes. Oh, so two hundred to one. Yes, you have to bet a hundred dollars to win two thousand. It's like twenty to one odds. Twenty to it will one. Not happen. Uh, they don't actually have no bets. I think you could only bet yes. Yeah. <laughs> which okay, fair enough. Uh, here's a good one for you. Will no Sean Marino cry during the national anthem? Oh, if you boy. remember, he had those uh, tears. Uh, I, I don't think the tear ducts. That's inhuman. That's a superpower to have tears that big. Just drenching off your face like that. I'm going to say no. You say no, he will not cry. He will during not the cry. National... I don't know, dude. That's an emotional time. I would think it would bet, yes, he would cry during the National Anthem, but no is actually minus 700, yes, 400. I think I would bet that he would cry during the National Anthem just based on that last thing alone during the championship game. But couldn't he just force himself to not cry? I mean, if I think people are going to be watching me cry, I think the other thing came out of, like, he didn't think people were watching him, and it came out of emotion. But that was a gusher. I mean, that was that was straight oil well. Um, here's a good bet right here. And you have a multiple choice option on this okay. one. What color will Gatorade bath be that is dumped on the winning head coach? Mm. Now, your choices are clear, yellow, orange, blue, red, or lime green. I'm going to say it's... It's usually red or it's clear. Okay. Which would you pick? I would pick clear. I'm sorry, I'd pick red. You pick red? Yeah. I think red is a good call right there. I might go blue. Because uh, didn't Peyton Manning say something about how they were shaking up their whole thing? or Maybe. Or maybe they're doing it the color of the team. Oh, okay. So then it's probably going to be blue or orange. Orange is a good bet right there, I would think. If you think Denver's going to win, of course, which we haven't gotten to our official prediction yet. Clear is actually the uh, the favorite. And then yellow, orange, blue, red, or lime green in that order. So I, that was a little tricksy right there. Uh, here's a good one for you. Will announcer? Will the announcers of the game? We don't. I don't even know who they are to be honest. It's on Fox, right? So is it a Joe Buck game? I'm not sure. Eesh. I hope not. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman here to ruin your Super Bowl enjoyment, everybody. Uh, will the announcers say the word marijuana during the game? What well, with it being, as some people have pointed out, the marijuana bowl. In the two states that have most recently legalized the the sticky icky, I'm gonna say no. No is the favorite minus nine hundred, but oh, it's possible. They but the, here's the thing: they might be told not to say it, not to bring attention to it on the air. 
Yeah, but are we going to fire Joe Buck? You're going to oust him at halftime if he says it? I think if, if either one of those guys wants to make a statement, you could talk about it. Uh, here's an interesting one. I think they're all interesting, but how many times will Peyton Manning say the word Omaha during the game? Over, under, 28 and a half. Uh, I'm going to say eight and a half over 28 and a half. 28 and a half. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under because you don't even know if that's going to be his word. He might, I heard tell he might use the name of his kid or something. If he, because he might not pick Omaha. It might be, you know, uh, Walter White, Walter White, Walter White. Well, I think uh, just to make it simpler, you know, he's a, he's a guy of routine. He doesn't like to change things. You know, he's, he's very inflexible. I think like he's not an improver is what I'm saying. He's not an improviser, no. Yeah, so he's funny though. He is funny. Love his commercials. Love the Papa Johns. I'm just saying. I for think that part. you know he would also think. Well, Omaha got us to the Super Bowl. He might be a little uh, superstitious too. Oh, okay, okay. And to answer your question, it is Joe Buck and Tori Aikman. Oh no, we're ruined, everybody. So I, I look forward to uh, people muting their TVs during the game. I, Joe Buck used to be so good. What happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't like ripping. I on always want. But... I always wanted to be Al Michaels. He's the best. I always wanted to be John Madden. John Madden and Al Michaels are are the classic. But you know, Al Michaels to me is you know, Al Michaels is great. Yeah. Nobody's gonna you know. Everybody loves it. I mean, come on, you got the miracle on ice call, Al Michaels. Hey, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Ah, there it is. So here's number six on my list here, and this is a thinker. This one's a thinker. Will Michael Crabtree mention Richard Sherman in a tweet during the game? No. No is the favorite, but how does he not? At least be like, props to Sherman, good game today, especially if the Seahawks are losing. Are these real prop bets? These these are real ones. These are all Las Vegas boards. But if I see that prop bet, I'm just going to go to Michael Crabtree and say, hey, I'll pay you a million dollars to tweet about this during the game, and then I'll go bet on the... I mean, it just seems like these are ones that That might void the bet, though. They could be influenced by outside things. It's not just things that will happen within the game. But there's always stuff like that. I mean, there's always prop bets. You could could bribe Joe Buck or Troy and say the word marijuana. No, but I like the prop bets where, like, oh, who's going to catch more passes, uh, the tight ends combined or Jerry Rice, you know, like back when Jerry Rice was playing. Fair enough, fair enough. How about this one? Will the Red Hot Chili Peppers be shirtless during the halftime show? I'm gonna say at least oh. one. I'm gonna say at least one of them will be shirtless. Uh, they have to all, I think, be shirtless for this to happen, and that's possible. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, no is the favorite, but it's close. Come on, if, very, if I'm very them, close. I'm just like we're, I'm going shirtless just Why because. I, I think the better question is, are they just gonna what's that that Rolling Stone you, cover? When, where they just wear socks. When are they playing this? When are they playing before the before the Super Bowl? Uh, during the halftime show. The halftime show is Bruno Mars. But I believe they always have special guests. It's not just mm. one person. Pl- okay. I assume that the reason why well, this is on here is because they're part of the, part of the show. If they're not the, the main attraction, then I'm going to say no, they're not going to be shirtless. I think that's more reason that they, they, they be all liquored up. They don't have a lot of pressure. They come out and do like one half of one well, most song Most of them are clean now. They're all dads. Yeah. They're, they're mostly clean oh, now. Maybe they will be. Who knows? Okay. R- apparently, the person singing the national anthem's name is Renee Fleming. Will she forget or omit? At least one word during the national anthem. Will she bleep it up? No. No is the favorite, but it's close. Apparently, it's a lot of pressure to do that song, and people forget like what? You only got to forget one word. Well, do you know who Renee Fleming is? I do not. Me neither. So that means extra chance she's not going to screw it up because this is her one chance to be known. But what better way to be known by us than to screw up a word during the uh, national anthem? Uh, here you go. Will Richard Sherman receive a taunting penalty during the game? Okay, here's the deal. Renee Fleming, celebrated soprano. 
She did not forget the She movies. was on The Sopranos. No, celebrated Soprano. She's she was like, like a classic, Soprano? Classical, I thought that was Jamie Lynn Sigler. Classically trained singer. She's not going to forget the words. You would think. You would think. How about Richard Sherman? Does he get a taunting penalty during the game? No. No, that's the favorite, but, you know, that's a little bit bye-bye. And number 10, here you go. Who will Barack Obama, the president of these United States, pick to win the game? It's not who you think's going to win. Who will the president pick? Does he pick Seattle or does he pick Denver? That's a good one. I think the president goes with Peyton Manning. I think the president goes with Seattle. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So anyway, those are the 10 prop bets right there. Are there any prop bets that you... Here's my Uh prediction. Mr. Obama, you're here. For the Super Bowl, you might think I'm going to take Seattle, the young upstarts, but I'm not. I'm going to go with the one person that's been tried and true in the NFL for 15 years. And he's amazing on the Papa John's commercials, which uh, Michelle and I don't eat that much Papa John's anymore, but they now have better ingredients, so maybe I'll have to try it again. It, I, my understanding is, uh, Mr. President, it's better ingredients and it's better pizza. Papa John's. Yes. I, see how he did that? I finished the commercial. I see how you smacked you the, the mic into part? your own face, Mr. President. First, well, uh, You're gesticulating wildly behind that microphone. It's not an election year. My gesticulations are a little discombobulated. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, everybody. (laughs) But anyway, I mean, are there any prop bets that you'd like to see or or what you think would be interesting during the game? Yeah, I always like the ones where it's like, uh, what will will Matt Prater kick more field goals than, what will, will there be more of? Matt Prater field goals? Or Peyton Manning touchdowns? Peyton Manning touchdowns. Stuff like that. Uh, here's the one I would like to see, and, and maybe we could even do this as a side prop bet for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, which head coach between Pete Carroll and uh, and John Fox? That's right, John Fox. Mm-hmm. Which, which one wins a challenge first? Mm. Which one wins a red flag challenge first? With a possible push, neither one wins a red flag challenge mm-hmm. in the game. But you know there's going to be one. These refs are awful. Who's the first coach to win one? I would like uh, one. Uh, who's going to have more yards, uh, Marshawn Lynch or Monte Ball and Noshawn Moreno Combined. Yeah. Oh, I'd still take Lynch. Probably. I still take Lynch all day because uh, well, uh, the, depends. the I Denver mean, guys have to run if, on Seattle's defense. If Denver gets way ahead, which could happen. I mean, I, this is look. This game is. It's uh, well. We'll, we'll can, be back to talk I, about yeah. that in a sec. Let's. You I'm, wanna... I'm still kind of torn. So yeah, yeah, let's let's think about it. We'll tell you what. Let's let's go ahead and take a quick uh, mini break right here. We'll th- get our thoughts together, and then we will talk about our predictions of Super Bowl 48. You ready for that? Oh yeah. After three seconds of Rick James. And now it's time for your in-depth Super Bowl commentary. Okay. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, let's not start with the prediction, but we got to talk about all the factors around the Super Bowl. Like, Fine. Uh, Here's who I predict will win. No, that's not. That's the opposite oh. of what we're going to do right now. Okay. What's wrong with you? All right. Have you heard this show before? All right, but here's what oh, I'm going to do. Oh, then you wouldn't be surprised okay, then, by the, you the, doing Here's that. what we'll do. Oh, yes. Right now, at the beginning... I will tell you who I think is going to win. That's the op. No, that's not how we're going to do it. What is? No. We save that. That's called a tease in the radio business. Oh, okay. All right. I'm Tom Likas, and that's the radio business. I'm taking the Jets. 
Jets aren't actually their their stadium. But no. See, that's it's not a spoiler then, because it's not true. I'm trying to. I'm trying. Are to, you trying to crash the I, crash the segment like five seconds into it? Is that I, all you're trying to do? I'm trying to tease them. I was teasing them. Like no, that's not ha-ha. what. It, that's no. That's, that's not what it's, a tease is. No, a tease is when you, you thought it was the Jets. Ha ha! I teased you. No, you're not actively trying to troll the audience. That's not what a tease is about. It's about giving them a hint. Oh, it's when you uh, do that thing with your hair where you like kind of it's frizzy and you pull it out. Teasing it. That would be what teasing your hair is, but that is not what teasing the segment is. No, no, not at all. Okay. Hey, wait, Ray. Now, this is a family show. You should not talk about teasing the segment. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> can we begin the segment, please? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's lots of factors around the Super Bowl. So here's who I think is going to win. No, it's the odd. No, we're not. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's do it. Are you sure? Are we recording now? We've been recording the whole time. Oh, my bad. So many factors are going to be on at the Super Bowl this year. I mean, first off, and I'll ask the question, you are not ready to do this at all, are you? <laughs> I'm a little loopy tonight. You are loopy this, yeah. tonight. Can, can, can we... I'm so excited about the Super Bowl, Ray. It's a very... Here's it's... who's going to win. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So I've got a lot of bullet points written down here, things I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. In, in First and foremost being the weather. Mm-hmm. The weather. I think it's going to be a huge factor in the game. Peyton Manning can't play in cold weather. It's estimated because of the polar vortex, et cetera. It's supposed to be between 30 and 35 degrees, which is right on the point of freezing cold, and it's got a 35% chance of precipitation for the game. That has to be a factor, Right. I don't think that 30 to 35 is enough. I mean, I think if you're talking 30 to 35 and like degrees wind, before wind chill and like wind, yeah. uh, uh, wind being like more than 10 miles an hour or something, 15 miles an hour, then maybe you got something. But, you know, Denver, where well, it's he, not going to be Hurricane Sandy up in there. I mean, we don't wish that on anybody anytime. I'm just saying it's not going to be like a frozen Lambo, you know, uh, frozen tundra of Lambo type conditions. I think it's going to snow. Yeah, I think it's going to snow during the game. There's going to be flurries. It's going to be, you know, maybe a wet ball, wet turf. I feel like you're just trying to make me happy because I, I, I feel like, you know, it would guarantee no more I cold weather Super Bowls again. I don't want Denver to win, so I feel like if it's really cold and windy and wet, it favors the defense. It favors the defense. Yeah, no, I mean that's for sure. And Peyton Manning, I mean, let's face it, he doesn't play well in cold weather. And as we said for the AFC Championship game, I was all nervous. It's like, oh, Denver has the home game. No, that was like in the mid-60s for every single one of those games. That's just fine Peyton Manning weather. Thank you very much. But a cold Super Bowl, you could see Richard Sherman getting off and, 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 and getting a couple picks on him just for making mistakes and his hand rattling and he's an old man and you know he has, gets a cane. Okay. That, I mean, that's what I would think. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about the weather being a factor? I don't know. I just uh, I don't think it's going to be enough of a factor. I mean, I feel like, like I said, I thought it, if it was going to be, there's going to be snow on the ground already, and there's going to be more snow or freezing rain and really windy, then that's going to affect Peyton Manning. But I don't think 30 degrees affects him unless it's really windy also. 30 degrees is bleeping cold. I mean, we live in Los Angeles. Can you imagine if it hit 30 degrees here? But it does hit like 30s and 40s at night during the winter sometimes. Are you outside playing football at that time? No, but I mean, I, if I did, I would have a whole, you know, I would have a flak jacket on, and I would have gloves on, and a helmet, and pads, and all, and that a stuff. ski mask. Yeah, and you'd be robbing. Jewelry I mean, most stores. honestly, most teams like in the Midwest and on the East Coast play in thirty degree like the last month of the season. So, and it's horrible. Now, if the weather is a factor, will they have a cold weather Super Bowl ever again? I, I say mean, no. Yeah, I, would... I say that nobody's happy about this. But what do you? I think? mean, I think yes. And you think it, they would do it again? I mean, it doesn't bother me, you know? Look, I, 
myself and yourself, Ray, both of us, we're not men of extreme means right now, correct? Therefore, we don't have... I'm broke. We don't have $10,000 to spend on a Super Bowl ticket. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So, the common man, which I would say that we are two common men. We're uncommon. Yeah. But in the greater scheme of things, you know, we're... Oh, nobody cares what we think at all. We're Joe Six Packs. Yeah. You know? Uh, Joe Six We can't wild afford to go bottles. to the Super Bowl anyway. So what do I care what the weather is? Make it as cold as possible so these rich, fat cat, corporate sponsor people that don't even care about the game can be out in the freezing cold with their tickets. That is a sad part about these big games is that, yeah, so many of these tickets are going to corporate people who don't know anything about football. The real fans really don't. They're priced right out of going to the game unless they're rich real fans. Now, myself, I would actually love, love to be at a Super Bowl where, where it's around freezing. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it'd be fun to be like in a 70-degree dome also but it'd be fun to be out in the it's elements. more fun to be in a 70 degree dome. Sure. let me tell you but i won't mind it but i feel like you know these spoiled fat cats at the super bowl and these corporate people sponsors and all these sounds you know, like you're just ranting against the one percent right now that's right i don't know i just feel like the the common people should, should be able to go to the super bowl you know of course they that's should the one but thing at the bug, same time they that's shouldn't. what, that's what makes super it bowls special is uh you know you got all these both of these teams great fans okay great fan bases are you saying nice things about Denver? Well, I'm saying they have they have the best fans in the NFL. They have raucous fans, and obviously Seattle has raucous fans. That place is loud. How is Seattle going to play with nobody making any sounds during the entire game? Right? How how are they going to manage playing with the most milk toast, boring? This is what I'm saying. So you get audience to, they've ever been played in front of. You get to the Super Bowl. I want those. I want half. I want it to be like a national championship game in college, where you've got a huge Alabama contingent there. You've got a huge. Whoever Alabama is playing contingent there. But that's not what you're going to get. No, I know. You're going to get a bunch of rich people who are New Yorker bankers and a bunch of rich people who are New York stockbrokers. So to me, that's like, what you're going to get. That's honestly why I don't care what the weather is in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I know the teams don't really care because they're they're just they, they want to win regardless of what the weather is. Let me just say, though, polls have overwhelmingly showed that as much as people claim to like cold weather games and that abomination of a game between the Lions and Eagles earlier, I I can always go back to just from personal experience, people love games like that on paper. However, overwhelmingly, the polls have shown people don't think that the weather should be a factor in the deciding game of of the Super Bowl. Sure, I agree. I agree with that. Well, then then you don't really like it, is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying I personally wouldn't Nobody mind. likes cold weather, really, mind. if it I matters. I, I don't want it to be decided just because of the weather, but I myself would not mind going to a cold weather Super Bowl. No, that's cool, I, and I appreciate that. I, I have been to cold weather games before at the University of Michigan. I've been to Michigan-Ohio State when it's 30 degrees out and drizzly and miserable and awful. I was there a couple of years ago uh, when they beat us in Michigan – in a game that wasn't very interesting to watch. They just came in and beat our butts down. And let me tell you, not fun. Yeah, you know Not what? even a little fun. If I'm being honest, like when the Chiefs, if, they're, if it's a season when they're not playing well, I always cheer for it to snow because I'm like, okay, we got a chance. In the snow, we have a chance. Anything can happen. Bunch of fumbles. That's you know. fair enough. Well, moving on, we, media day has just happened, and Marshawn Lynch had teased that he wasn't going to talk to the press at all. And that the NFL said, well, if he doesn't talk to the press, that's a $50,000 fine. But Well, he didn't speak the entire season to the press. So, But it's sort of your job at that point. Even if you're going to come over and give a Bill Belichick-level interview, they will play hard. I will play hard. I am focused. You don't sure. have to say anything worthwhile. And, and you can did. basically be surly to the point where nobody wants to talk to you. He did you, talk. you got to say something. He did speak at the, you know. 
But didn't he do a lot of his talking through his fullback? Well, his which fullback, is sort of hilarious. His fullback answered some questions, and then he left after like six minutes. But that's all anybody asks of him, yeah. though. Why you got to make a production out of it? Even if it's your intention to do just that, just why are you making a story out of it? Now um, all of a sudden you're putting your teammates in a spot because now people want to talk to the other players on the team, Richard Sherman, et cetera, and somebody's no doubt going to ask him, why won't Marshawn Lynch talk? Now you've made it into a story. I guess. I mean, but you're talking as a person uh, like myself who doesn't have a problem speaking in public. Correct. You know? So I, I guess my question is this. Why is it part of their job to speak in public? You know what I mean? Because if they say the wrong thing, they get fined. And if they don't speak, they get fined. Yeah, but it's they don't of- get extra money for doing it. You have a very public job, though. It's your job to talk to the media. The CEOs of these companies have to have to talk to the media. You know, I, I don't mean, know why they need to talk to the media. It's but it's important to put a face on the company. It's good for publicity. It creates interest. It gives people something to talk about. There's a variety of reasons why the NFL needs these people to take their helmets off and show personalities to create interest for their big game. Not like people aren't going to watch the Super Bowl, mind you. I think a lot of people could not pick Marshawn Lynch's face out of a lineup, and yet. People still know who he is. Have you seen? Everyone the knows about Beast Mode. Everyone knows about Skittles. Have you seen the picture that the NFL Network and ESPN use for their Marshawn Lynch like stock picture of him like looking cross-eyed off into the distance? Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. I just feel bad for him right there. Is this the like the worst driver's license picture that they could have gotten of Marshawn Lynch? Don't they just aren't they just embarrassing him by putting such a terrible looking picture up time and time again? You yeah, know the picture I mean, I'm talking about? Yeah. He's all, oh. I just don't think it's, I just don't it's see terrible it. looking. I just don't see it's that big a deal. I mean, look, in a, in a corporate setting, you know, you would have the CEO have to come talk. Maybe the president of the company would have to talk. You wouldn't have the just the worker bees in there talking. But this is Correct? the Super Bowl. This is the NFL. This is different, though. This is what they're marketing. This is, I mean, like, yes, if, you, if I'm working for Starbucks and I'm a barista, there's no reason for me to be up there because they're selling coffee. They're not selling me giving you coffee. I just happen to be the vessel to get you the coffee. But in the case of the NFL, they're selling the personality of the players and the game itself on top of it. The players are a vital component of what it is that they are marketing. Yes, you should be expected to talk to the media. You shouldn't be silly to the media. When the people from these dumb troll places come and they ask you stupid questions, you should just smile and answer them. It's media day. You're in the Super Bowl. Enjoy it. Part of that crazy circus atmosphere is what makes the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. I guess, but I just don't see why they have to do it. I mean... What if what if uh, someday there's a guy in the All right, sour pants what if McGee. there's a guy some time in the Super Bowl that isn't that isn't able to speak? He's going to get fined because You're he doesn't have do... a mute on the team? Well, who who knows? There's now a, a you know, there's one there's a guy in the NFL that that is deaf. Lest we forget the famed mime quarterback of the Oakland Raiders from 1973. I just think like there's some people that aren't comfortable speaking in public and i don't know why they should be fine if they don't feel comfortable speaking in public for six minutes six minutes suck it up six minutes can be a long that's part of your job description also you know that you know he he probably has a routine and that routine includes not talking to the press and now he's forced to talk to the press this year during the super bowl you know what i say to that this week that's what i say to that's your job you got to go do it okay how about this tv commercials now some people have argued correctly that oftentimes the commercials are the best part of the Super Bowl. But aren't they completely overblown and overhyped at this point? Yeah, I think now they can't possibly leave, live up to the hype. And also, you know, they've they've kind of, it seems like they've kind of gone back to the trend of 
actually showing you what the product is in the commercial so it's not crazy as much, you know. Because let's be honest, if you see a commercial and you love it and you have no idea what it's for, was it a was it effective for your product? Was it a good commercial when you, the commercials and you're like, oh my gosh, that commercial was so good. What were they advertising? I don't know. Jeans? Coke? Nope. A, a car? Nope, it was Beats by Dre headphones. Oh, gosh. Well, it was a great commercial. Well, then was it? That's a good <laughs> point right there. But isn't it? aren't you just used to having people talk about every single year how disappointing the commercials were? Yeah. Based on what standard? You can't. You can't. Something back in 1993 it's, it's was the up, golden age of Super Bowl it's commercials. We're going to live up to the one with the Clydesdale, his little pony Clydesdale. <laughs> and then later on, the owner sees him as an adult pulling the Budweiser wagon. I mean, listen, if it doesn't make no Sean Marino cry buckets, it clearly wasn't a good Super Bowl commercial, correct? Yeah. Well, the one thing I do kind of like, I do like the whole contest that Doritos does. And they, they so they have a contest and the, the best ones. I mean, look, it's it's a great way to get people to, you know, work on creating content. I and they don't like have they to do it themselves. should be really paying, paying more for it, though. I mean, they're basically sure. getting cheap ads. They're getting a bunch of hype for Doritos that has nothing to do with the actual commercials. But it's really smart by Doritos. Very smart by Doritos. Hey. You know what? Crunch all you want. You know why? I think they'll make more. They will absolutely make more. You you thought you finished them. Nope. They're making more. And then sometimes you, you, you open up a bag and you're like, wait, this doesn't taste like nacho cheese. Hey, wait a minute. This tastes like I'm... It's like tortilla chips and nacho cheese. It's like cool on my tongue as if I'm... You know, but a powder form. At a ranch. That's just awful. I like the, the fact they're now making taco-flavored Doritos. That don't aren't, really taste like tacos. They, they just kind of taste aren't gross. are normal nacho cheese kind of like taco flavor? Isn't that what it's that supposed to be in the first place? <laughs> it just add a little chili pepper to it? A little, a little cayenne. And have you seen some of these weird potato chips? I'm going on a little bit of a tangent right here. But these new Lay's commercials for like create the next brand of potato chips, and they're selling like prosciutto melon chips. Who wants to eat prosciutto melon chips? That's the I, grossest thing I've yeah, ever heard. I don't. Um I want to eat prosciutto and melon. That sounds good, but that's not very in, delicious. Not in chip form. They have some of the most. Well, look at that commercial next time you who's see the it. One, who's they're the, the one? grossest flavors ever. Who was that that had the contest a couple years ago and they had they tried out the different uh, uh, flavors and then one of them was chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. That's Lay's. Lay's. They store everything. That was delicious. That. Oh, gross! The chicken and waffles was great. That is foul. No, it was great. Literally, it's foul. It's that was my favorite one, and, and it didn't make it. And shame on all of you. In any case, one of the, one of the thing about the commercials I wanted to point on is: are, are you annoyed at the fact that the they now show all the commercials online before the game even starts? So if you're interested in the commercials, you don't even have to watch the game anymore. You just can watch all the commercials on YouTube and then decide on your favorites before anything happens. I, you know what, I hadn't really thought about it, but it kind of annoys me that they do that because now you got some idiots can put all the content out there and like spam your phone with like this is going to happen, and then you get all these spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, is a Super Bowl commercial something we should even be worried about being spoiled for us? Sure, final season of Breaking Bad, I didn't want spoilers. I'm almost caught up on The Walking Dead. I definitely don't want spoilers. But am I really worried that somebody's gonna is gonna ruin the Mitsubishi commercial during the Super Bowl? Oh, that was a surprise cameo from Burl Ives. I don't want that. Is that really what happens? Because if Burl Ives is in there now and you told me ahead so of time, pissed. I'm gonna punch you in the face. You're gonna be so pissed. Um, but it also leads to, unfortunately, like that, uh, the woman at the party who doesn't know anything about football, who's just there for the commercials, just being like, oh, oh, you're going to want to watch this one. Uh, like she knows something you don't and she's lording it over you the entire yeah. game. Nobody likes that woman to begin with. That girl comes to the Super Bowl for two reasons. One, 
to watch the commercials two to tease segments. Am I right? No, that's the opposite. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I was going to say the third reason, she's only there because she made a seven-layer bean dip, and she wants everyone to know how hard she made. She worked on it during the game while you're trying to watch it. But have you tried the guacamole part of my bean dip? Am I wrong? Usually only about five of the layers are good. I think five-layer bean dip yeah, might but, be the most. Here's okay? the thing about seven-layer dip, seven-layer bean dip. You only are going to get about three of the flavors, and then at some point it's just going to taste like swirl. Yeah. It's just going to taste like bean dip. Yeah, you get like the little bit of sour cream mixed with the beans. Yep, a little like bit of after cheese. After a while, that's all you get. A little bit of cheese in there, Yeah, and then you're done. All the cheese gets eaten right away in the guac, and then you're just left with swirly. Swirly, slightly. Refried beans. Lightly. It's a little bit because the sour cream's in there, and it's, so it's like brown, but like light brown, and it's just, it's still delicious. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'll eat it all day. I will eat just a big bowl of bean dip, but I'm getting off the point again, aren't I? That's what she said. Did she? Yeah. Oh, well, she does listen to the show. Yep. So, in any case, well, that's all the little points I had right there. Oh, the one more thing that we want to talk about is over under how many horribly botched ref calls will decide this game. Over under one and a half. Well, one, uh, number one, will a horribly bad call decide the game? Well, is maybe not decide question? the game, but like be a hugely influential play or like. Result in points for one team or the other directly. Based on what I've seen this season, I'm going to say 75% that, yes, that will happen. More than one. And that's despite More like than reviews one. and what, like getting reviews wrong. I, I agree with you completely. What happened? Are these the replacement refs? Is, 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 is well, they replaced the replacement refs. So what does that make them? Idiot Hockey Lee or uh, Jeff Triplett going to come in and just botch everything? Hey, Jeff Triplett, maybe Peyton Manning needs to know how many downs there actually are. Joey Crawford's going to come in. He needs to know in. if it was a first down. Joey Crawford. He's going to come in and tee up <laughs> Peyton Manning. He's going to tee up Tim Duncan and then leave. The That's ball did not was not caught in the end zone yet before I teed him up. No touchdown. Tim Duncan, you're walking at home. Eject yourself from that party. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at that joke? My goodness. Yeah, uh, the refing is going to be awful, right? Is that going to be what we're going to be talking about the next day? I, how bad the weather was and I how mean, terrible the refing was? Of all the things that I want to happen in the Super Bowl, that's what I want to happen the least. Is know? refs blow it horribly? Yeah. Whether whether the team I want to win wins or loses, I want it I don't want to sit there and go they lost because the refs blew well, the Listen, calls. you kind of care who wins, but you kind of don't, right? You just want to see a no, good no, no. game, right? I absolutely care who wins. Okay, so you really hate it if Denver wins. Yes. Okay, as a, I mean, as a Kansas City fan. No, we've been there on that avenue yeah. too many times before. Yes, I would be hating it if Green Bay was going to win. But if Chicago was in the Super Bowl, I'd be rooting for the Bears. Is that weird? If the Chargers were in the Super Bowl, you'd root for the Chargers though, right? Uh, They're the most non-offensive team in your division. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. And uh, you know what? Back in the, when I was a kid, man, I was a big Dan Fouts fan. Okay. Dan Fouts. Money Fouts. James Jefferson. Uh, is that, is that all the charges you could name? Winslow. Chuck Muncie. Man, all right. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, I would say I, I hope that the refs blow this game horribly. I hope that there's just like just dropped everything. They're going to mark it first down with fourth. I, I just – yeah, nice. I just want – I want to see the refs destroy this game completely and obliterate it and have it just be the absolute reason why one team wins or the other if only so the, it forces the NFL in the offseason to look at this problem of how bad the refs are. Because if the refs do a good job in this game, we can slide it under the rug for another season. But if it's front and center for – you know, 200 million people to watch. Holy crap, something will be done in the offseason. And if it just happens to be Denver to get the short end of the stick and causes them to lose the Super Bowl, 
I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. Okay, cool. Well, then I think it's time we give our official predictions, Brent. And uh, before, let me just talk about, I'm going to say my side first, then we'll see what you think. Mm-hmm. It's, a dif- it's a difference between head and heart. I think that my head on paper tells me when best offense plays best defense, and that is the case in the Super Bowl, best defense always wins. Best defense always wins that matchup. You look at the, uh, the 2004 Detroit Pistons against the L.A. Lakers. Uh, you look at any of the other great matchups, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Oakland Raiders Super Bowl. Uh, the John Gruden Bowl, best defense always beats best offense. So in my brain, I say the Seattle Seahawks have to win this game based on that alone. It's just history, and it's always right. However, Peyton Manning, in the swan song of his career, going out on top a winner, he's already had his Super Bowl loss against the Saints a few years ago. Everything emotionally tells me that Peyton Manning has to win this game. And I just think Peyton Manning has to win this game. I'm going to let you predict first before I tell you officially who I end up going with, head or heart. But you tell me who wins and why. Go. Well, like you said, Ray, the best defense usually wins this game. The best running game usually wins this game. Especially in a game that's going to be played pretty rarely in cold conditions for the Super Bowl. Fair enough. I find it hard to believe even though I feel like everything in the universe is conspiring against it, I find it hard to believe that Seattle will not win this game. Interesting. Fair enough. So you are officially picking Seattle? I am picking Seattle. Now, we talked about doing something for a shame bet, is that we actually predict the final score, and then we just see how off we were on both teams. But do you want to do that, or do you want to just do win or loser? Because I will be picking the Denver Broncos, the team of destiny, Team Todd, Team of destiny, Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning win the Super Bowl. They've been the best team to me all year long, and Seattle's great too. I do not want to take anything away from them. I think you get they get over on Richard Sherman. I think they run too many pick plays on offense all day long, and I think the refs just keep their hands in their pockets, and they just let them play. But if they just let them play, I think that, that plays right into Seattle's hands. I think pick plays are greater than hand-checking uh, defensive uh, holding plays only because if the defender's not near the offensive player because of the pick play, the handsiness doesn't matter. Over under, how many times Peyton Manning gets hit in this game? It will not be very many. Less it, than five. Less, less than a half dozen. I would say less than six. Absolutely. I well, don't think they're going to touch him. That'd be a lot of hits for him. I mean, he doesn't. He gets the ball. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Realistically, I think three or four times. Yeah. Gets hit. So you're saying if he gets hit more than three, four times, Denver's in trouble? Absolutely. Yeah. I think if they get in the backfield and they start causing havoc on the defensive line, yeah, it's going to be a big-time trouble. I mean, I think it's such a precision offense that if they can just, you know, jam the receivers at the line of scrimmage or get Peyton Manning off balance or get him to throw too quick or hit him while he's throwing it, all those things, Seattle. Fair enough. So, do you want to just go Denver, Seattle, and just winner wins the shame bet, or do you want that's to put fine. some points what is, to it? What is the shame bet going to be though? Because I'm not wearing Broncos stuff if Broncos win. That, that's not happening. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. How about this? Whoever loses this bet has to change their Facebook and Twitter profile picture. We've done it before. And we did that before. And, and I had the picture of the big heart with the Cleveland skyline and the <laughs> I love Cleveland. Yes. And it was so awful. And, I, and you're not allowed to say why you did it. It's just, I'm a fan. Yeah, you I say, just suddenly love Cleveland, this would be my... despite everything you know about me. Mm-hmm. We do that bet. Okay, fine. Are you done with that? Fine. So I pick Denver, you pick Seattle. Yeah. I see, You know, even though I pick Seattle, I, I just know that I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm taking one for the team right here. I feel like I'm, I, I don't know, like I said, 
My my head says that Seattle should win this. Me too. And much like your heart says that, I feel like the 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 stars are conspiring and aligning for Peyton Manning. But I don't know. I mean, for maybe a Papa John Super Bowl, you know, maybe it's that young upstart team with the youngest starting, you know, age team in the whole NFL. If Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl, does Papa John's offer free pizza to everybody? I hope so, because <sighs> I'll order it. It's delicious. Yeah. In any case, we've rambled about the Super Bowl on long enough. I think I'm ready to wrap up the show. How about you? Let's do it. All right, then. We'll be right back on our Super Show after three seconds of The Crash Test Dummies. Clark Kent, no, there was a real gent. He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme. Dumb as an all right, everybody, and that's going to wrap up the Super Bowl edition, episode 37 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is our contact information. This is how you can get a hold of the show. I, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. And you can do the show on Twitter. Do the show on Twitter. Is that what the kids are saying these yeah. days? You can contact the show or follow the show on Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast. You can also hit us up on Facebook. That's our main site. Yep. Maybe we'll do a RaisinBrent.com Earl my name is Earl someday. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's Crabman. It's Crabman, ladies and gentlemen. Crabman.com. What is wrong with you? Crabman. He's on My Name is Earl. It's Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Heck, email the show, Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us on iTunes. You should subscribe to the show. Go on there, man. Give us five stars. Give us a glowing review. Put some craziness in the box, and we five will stars. read Give it us one of these Give us six stars. Give us ten stars. In fact, crank it up to... 11, if you can do it. Uh, and otherwise, you can catch us on Stitcher Radio as well. You can get the Stitcher app on your phone and in the little top bar thingy. Uh, just type in Raisin Brent Podcast. you just be listening to us all the time, all the time, all the time. Go. We have lots of people want to thank for the show. we got to thank our pal, David Knoll, for producing on their side of the glass. That's right, my man, number one. You can also thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some artwork, dude. Got to get his art, man. Made the Raisin right. Brent logo. You got to thank the Trainwrecks. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Buck and the Bang for doing our theme songs, both of which are great. And uh, anybody you want to thank, Brent? Nope. I'm good. What, what do you mean you're good? I'm good. I don't thank anybody. No, no. Every single week you thank Matt Stafford and you make some fat joke. And you always have some hilarious Matt Stafford joke to do at the end of the show. So you tell me you don't have anything at all? Well, Okay. That's true. Every week, we've had a lot of fun at the expense of Matt Stafford. Well, I wouldn't say we've had a lot of fun, but okay, yeah, keep okay. going. Well, I was the royal we. Fair. But everyone knows, Ray, that during Super Bowl week, there is nothing to say about Matt Stafford. It is cold in here. Is it cold in here? I feel a chill. Yeah? I think that's just truth coursing through your veins. I feel dead inside. You've Good night, watching, everybody. You've been watching too much Walking Dead. Later. What you wanted, and then you run and you flaunt it. I've got some.
that'll wrap up episode 37, the super show of Raisin Brent. Where were you? <laughs> Where were you? All right, let's start again. What happened to you right there? I, I don't know. I... Just staring. You were staring right yeah. at me, and then you just like, yep, there yeah, it is. Yeah, That's yeah. the name of the show yeah, that we like, always say together. I was like, it was outside of my own body, you know. Looking down on the really show. Really cheering for Brent to say something. Head towards the light, Brent. Yep. Raisin Brent. What is wrong? There it is. You can sync it together later. Edit it together, right? Yeah. No. Why not? Oh my God! All right, we're doing this again.